Tere, welcome to History of Estonia podcast, episode 28, The National Awakening. In this episode, we cover the National Awakening. This is a period of time in which Estonians became well-educated following the abolition of serfdom. Estonians were allowed into government at the parish level, and Estonians became more self-assured in their identity as Estonians. In 19th century Europe, interest in nationalities and their cultural peculiarities was on the increase. Several nations went through processes of national awakening or the development of national self-consciousness. In Italy and Germany, political union of the nations were sought, while other nationalities subjected by the great European powers, Russia, Austria, and Turkey, started to reclaim their ancient rights. The consciousness of Estonian peasants, which had been evoked by their liberation from serfdom, grew considerably with the economic changes in the country in the middle of the 19th century, creating a favorable basis for national awakening. Estonians, who had only recently been freed from corvée, could not yet seek statehood and independence as their goals. Instead, they claimed equal rights with other nationalities living in the territory of Estonia. First and foremost were the Baltic Germans. The Slavophile movement, which was also gathering strength in Russia, increased tension in the Baltic region. Heated debate over the privileges of the Baltic nobility in the local and the Russian press was not reassuring for the Baltic Germans. Russian nationalities repeatedly expressed the opinion that the privileged position of the German nobility should be ended. The Baltic area should be assimilated into the Russian Empire, and a process of Russification of the nation should be pursued. Karl Schuren, professor of history at Tartu University, waged a bold campaign for the privileges of the Baltic Germans. As a result of his pamphlet, Livlandish Antwort, or the Livonian Response, he lost his university post and was forced to settle in Germany. The threat of Russification forced the Germans to alter their attitude towards the native people. More attention was now paid to Germanizing Estonians and Latvians while at the beginning of the 19th century, the nobility had opposed teaching German to the peasants. Now it was actively promoted with the call for uniting into one Livonian nation. At the same time, Russian authorities tried to make allies with Estonians in an effort to replace the German supreme power with the Russian one. Under the slogan of Defending the Rights of Native People, they hoped to do away with the Germans and Russify the Estonians soon after. The peasant disturbances of the 1840s and 1850s had been based on the naive belief of Estonian peasants in the goodness of the Tsar, and this belief persisted during subsequent decades. Especially great hopes were placed on Tsar Alexander II, who reigned from 1856 to 1881, 
who had liberated Russian peasants from serfdom. In 1864, Adam Peterson, a farmer from Holstre, Pais du Parish, together with Johann Kuller, a successful Estonian artist living in St. Petersburg, started a petition campaign in the hopes of drawing the Tsar's attention to the problem of local peasants. In autumn, a delegation of 23 people, headed by Pedersen, was sent to St. Petersburg. In the petition the delegation took with them, they asked for the establishment of fixed prices for land and rent, the abolition of corvée and corporal punishment, equality with other social groups, and the use of the Estonian language instead of German in courts and public offices. On 9 November 1864, the members of the delegation managed to meet the Tsar at Tarskoya Selo. The reception was brief and seemingly went well, but from the Tsar's palace the delegation was sent directly to the Ministry of Internal Affairs, where, instead of being listened to, they were interrogated. For initiating petitions that included false information and were directed against the current regime. Adam Pedersen was sentenced to a year in prison. One of the most essential laws for Estonians during the reign of Alexander II was the establishment of new regulations of parishes in 1866, which liberated both parish government and the parish court from the control and supervision of local landlords. According to the new law, all farmers, including those renting a farm, and one-tenth of the landless peasants would form a parish assembly. The assembly elected a parish council, executing supreme power in the parish, half of which had to consist of farmers and the second half landless peasants, which were craftsmen, manor workers, and farmhands, as well as adult children of farmers who, according to Estonian tradition, were expected to inherit their father's farms, but had not yet received ownership. The 1866 parish regulation laid the basis of parish politics, opening a path for the Estonian people towards big politics later. Initially, Estonians could not progress further than the parish level. The establishment of local government at the le levels of gubernias and counties remained in the hands of the nobility up to the end of the Russian era. One of the central figures from the initial years of the national movement in Estonia was Johann Valdemar Jensen, who came from the town of Vandra. A miller's son, he spent his childhood in the family mill. There he learned the language of visitors and developed a good sense of humor. After finishing the parish school, the young man continued his education with local priest Karl Korber. At the age of 19, Jensen could write in German without making any errors, read fiction in German, and play the piano and organ well. Assisted by Korber, Jensen became the priest of the church in Vandra. One of Jensen's greatest initiatives was to establish a newspaper, which he edited himself. It took him 10 years to receive permission for this, but in 1857, in Pernu, 
the weekly paper, Perno Postimes, or the Pernu Courier, started to appear. Jansen's goal was to develop the life of Estonians in a peaceful way. Considering the conditions at the time, he hoped that everything the Estonian nation was able to achieve could remain in peaceful agreement with the Germans and the government. In his writings, Jansen encouraged Estonians to buy farms, gave efficient advice on how to run a farm and promote education. His simple, figurative, and idiomatic way of writing quickly made his newspaper popular, and Perno Postimes established the tradition of Estonian journalism. Due to economic problems, Jensen had to move to Tartu in 1864, where he established a new paper, Esti Postimes, the Estonian Courier. Jensen quickly became a popular figure in Tartu. Papa Jensen participated in every social event. As an initiator, promoter, leader, or supporter. His daughter, Lydia Kuidula, was a great help in his activities. On the initiative of the Jensen's family, a singing and musical society named Vanemoine was established in 1865, which served as an example for many similar societies emerging in other Estonian towns. Estonia, in Tallinn, Kuit in Viljandi, Kanel in Voru, and Endla in Pernu. In the 1870s, the nationalist movement reached a new level. All over the country, national societies and organizations were established. Jacob Hurt became an acknowledged leader of the movement. Hurt was born in Himaste near Pulva, the son of a parish schoolteacher. His father followed the Hernhut movement and gave his children a strict religious upbringing. The young Jacob developed strict ethical principles as well as the habit and will to work hard. His road to education was smooth. First, Pulva Parish School, then Tartu County School, Tartu Gymnasium, and the Faculty of Theology of Tartu University. The talented and hardworking youth received financial support from the inspector of schools, Carl Otel, whose temperamental daughter, Eugenia, he later married. Simultaneously with his studies, Hurt played an active part in the national movement. From there, he developed a more profound interest in philology, especially in Estonian folklore. He took part in the work of the Vanemoyne Society, delivering reports on Estonian history and folklore. The speech Jacob Hurt gave in Helme in 1870 set a goal for Estonians to become great in spirit. Jacob Hurt's activity was hindered by the lack of his own newspaper. His attempts to receive permission from the local government to publish a newspaper failed. In these circumstances, Hurt accepted Jensen's offer to become editor of the supplemental of Esti Postimes. There, Hurt published his account of Estonian history titled 
Pildid isama sundinud asyust. Pictures of things that have happened to our fatherland. Which was not well received in German circles. Attaching the utmost value to education became the underlying principle of the Estonian national movement. At the beginning of the 1860s, the teacher of the village school in Holstre, Paistu Parish, Jan Adamson, promoted the idea of establishing Estonian language schools that would meet the standards of county schools. As the government did not support the idea, these schools had to be established and maintained by the Estonian people. Since all the leading figures of national movement understood and appreciated the importance of education, they combined their efforts to realize the idea of the Estonian Alexander School. The school was named after Tsar Alexander I, who had given Estonians freedom. The sums needed for opening and running the schools had to be collected from donations. Committees for this purpose were established in almost every Estonian parish. In order to raise money, exhibitions and concerts were organized and plays were staged, which in turn enlivened social life in parishes. Each year, a general meeting of the committees assembled and, pl and played the role of the National Council. Issues topical for Estonia were discussed there, and the General Committee and the President of the Estonian Alexander School were elected. The General Committee, established in 1871, included all the prominent public figures of Estonia. Jacob Hurt, President, Karl Robert Jacobson, Johann Waldemar Janssen, Friedrich Reinhold Kreitzwald, Johann Kuller, and others. By 1874, enough money had been collected to buy a building for the school in Karlimuisa, near Pultsama. Another important nationwide organization was the Estonian Society of Literati, which was established in 1872 and consisted of educated Estonians, as well as some intelligent farmers. The main task of the society was to publish books, especially textbooks, in Estonian. The society also collected Estonian folklore and folktales. An essential role was played by social events that took place twice a year. Jacob Hurt, who was elected the first president of the society, took an active part in every sphere of activity. Especially valuable was his contribution to the collecting and publishing of Estonian folklore. The society paid special attention to development and defense of the Estonian language. Thus, Jacob Hurt stated, We wished that the highest officials in this country, teachers, lawyer, lawyers, and civil servants, should learn the Estonian language and prove their knowledge of Estonian by passing an examination. Following a decision of the Estonian Society of Literati, a new spelling system for the Estonian language was introduced in 1872 and has been in use ever since. The radical wing of the national movement was led by Karl Robert Jacobsen. 
Jacobson was born in Tartu. He spent his childhood in Torma, where his father worked as a parish clerk and schoolmaster. Although his father was a good friend of Jensen and an active social figure, his mother brought up her son in the German tradition. After graduating from Janis Simze's teacher's seminary in Volga, he tried to work as a schoolmaster in Torma, but was forced to leave due to, due to disputes with local noblemen. In 1863, he arrived in St. Petersburg, where he passed the chief schoolmaster's examination and was hired as a private tutor to Olga Konstantinovna, the daughter of a grand duke, which guaranteed him a wealthy life. The artist Johann Kuller brought Jacobson into the national movement. In 1865, Jacobson's first letters were published in Esti Postimes, where he demanded improvements in the conditions of schools, denounced the heavy load of religious education, and promoted temperance. In 1868, Jacobson gave the first patriotic speech about the time of light, darkness, and dawn to the Venemoine Society. In his speech, he divided the history of the Estonian nation into three major periods. The golden period of ancient independence, the period of serfdom, which lasted for several centuries under mainly German rules, and the period of dawn, when the people prepared for a rise to a new era of happiness, a period that would arrive when the Baltic Germans lose their power. The speech clearly expressed Jacobson's political orientation. The mercy of our czar is the dawn which will expose all the deeds of the dark. This made Jacobson the Baltic Germans' most hated figure. At the beginning of the 1870s, Jacobson returned to Estonia, determined to become a farmer. He bought the Kurgia farm in Usvandra and married a 19-year-old village beauty. A daughter of the Kerbla parish clerk named Julie Thal. Jacobson put a lot of energy into establishing a farm. He built a dam and a mill on the Parnu River, and he erected new farm buildings. As well as working his farm, Jacobson wrote more than 20 booklets about agriculture, paying special attention to questions of dairy cattle development. Jacobson was elected president of Farmer Society in Pernu and Viljandi. After many attempts, Jacobson finally succeeded in receiving permission to establish his own newspaper, Sakala, which started to appear in March 1878, soon became the most popular Estonian paper. Nobody was as critical about matters in society as Jacobson. He started a fierce campaign in his paper against the nobility and clergymen, demanding his rights and telling others to do the same. I cannot understand, he wrote, why we Estonians, living in our own land, do not have the rights to say a word in politics equal to that of the Germans who moved here later. Jacobson had, had high hopes of support from the Russian government. He believed that the state would abolish the privileges 
of the German nobility and restore the rights of the Estonians. The Russian government met the numerous claims of the Baltic Germans and closed Jacobsen's newspaper for a couple of months instead. Jacobsen's attempt to get support from liberal circles in Russia also failed. Jacobsen's policy, first and foremost, relied on wealthy farmers. He did not pay any attention to the emerging petty bourgeois in towns. On the contrary, in his assessment on the rise of social de democracy in Europe, Jacobsen stated, A social democrat is impossible in Estonia, as we lack the city folk who would be the best material for this type of social movement. Jacobson's stubbornness and self-confidence caused disagreements between him and his followers. In 1878, a serious disagreement arose between Hurt and Jacobson because of the latter's extremely critical articles against the Lutheran clergy, which included Hurt. In a public letter, Hurt announced his plan to quit the, his position as a contributor to Sakala. He wrote, to my great dismay, I have to see and read that you are doing the Christian church an injustice. You tend to openly undermine re religion and pull down the church's walls. Hurt's position was weakened even further by conflict with the Baltic German colleagues, who started to boycott him. In this situation, Hurt accepted an offer to become a priest of the Yanni congregation in St. Petersburg and left Estonia in the autumn of 1880. The old tensions between Jacobsen and Janssen also increased. Janssen felt that he should not be considered old-fashioned only for the fact that he did not want to hit his head against the wall. A passionate public fight in the press, including accusations of selling out, was a cause of health problems for Jensen in November 1880 that left him paralyzed. The quarrels did not take place only in the press, but also quickly reached the national organizations. Jacobson and his followers began to take over national societies. Jensen had led. In 1881, Jacobson was elected president of the Estonian Society of Literati, in place of Hurt, who had resigned. This caused the resignation of Hurt's followers, who were the most educated members of the society. This is where we're going to leave the podcast for today. When next we meet, we're going to cover Russification in Estonia and also the economic development from the 1870s to 1914. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to me, you can do it on my Facebook page, which is History of Estonia Facebook page, or you can reach me at sparsleyw at gmail.com. So until next time, nagamiseni.